This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. No Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy Lil Real. Welcome to another episode of Keeping It Real with Young Wayne. We got a special guest in the building. Uh-oh. This is our boy from Chicago, Chicago representing this dude. I mean, look, <laughs> you've been in some good ass projects over the years. <laughs> we talk about since a kid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got our boy, actor, all around cool nigga. Chris off to the okay, bill. Okay, all right, there you go. Hey, clap it, clap it, hey. Lead the claps. Bro, I appreciate it. I appreciate <laughs> it. I did get lucky in getting some cool shit. I will say that. Hardball <laughs> is one of the, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm. One of my favorite movies. It's like the only, one of the only other movies with Keanu Reeves actually talk. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> Instead of just whooping everybody yeah, else. John, we, it literally, I read an article where he only talked like four times in that movie. <laughs> Oh, in this new one? He's I asking for minimal lines. This dude, is, he's literally the star of a movie, maybe got the less dialogue. <laughs> he asks for it? Yeah. Probably I mean, it's brilliant. Honestly, yeah. imagine just like, all right, let's just do the action, man. <laughs> and I'll say whatever in between he, it. But, he be okay. training like crazy, though. I be seeing all the videos dude, on Twitter of him going crazy. He mm. go, I mean, he's he's such a... He's actually a lot more like John Wick than you think. Like I went to, I had to do a screen test with him. <laughs> no, wow. wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Let, let, let me tell you what. Not not necessarily the murder. Yes, yes, yes. Not yeah, the murder. I mean, like that that swag to him. Where it's like he just seemed like a fucking mystery. He shows up at the Fox lot. We we, you know, what movie we was actually gonna do? I can say this now. Um, fuck, Kamal and but Batista did end up doing it. The Uber movie, Stuber. Okay. Oh, Batista, me, okay. Me and, me and Keanu Reeves read for that first. Mm. Oh, that's wild. That's wild as shit. He's like, do you like the script? <laughs> <laughs> if you in it, motherfucker, I'm going to do whatever the fuck it was there. Like, you know what I mean? He probably you, thought too many lines in that motherfucker. Is it, you know, I'm like, ah. That's f- hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we tested together, and uh, he showed. he literally showed up in a motorcycle Looked like he just woke the fuck up. Like in every every scene in John Wick, he, uh. John Wick looked like he's so tired, but he still can go out and shit. <laughs> and he like pulls up and like I gotta see this. He don't even look like a like a a safe motorcycle to have. That's this superstar. He got out. He t- I didn't even know it was him at first. He takes the helmet off. He does this shit. And he's like, "Oh, you guys are ready." I'm like, "Damn, did you just pull up right to the little set?" <laughs> And nobody stopped him. Like, you know, I feel like he just drove to the gate. Nobody said shit. Nobody spoke to him. Like, I, I gotta mean, show ID. I gotta do this. I gotta do that. <laughs> Keanu Reeves just walked up, like, yo, hey, let's do it. We get it. <laughs> do you like the script? I'm like, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yo, yo, shout out to Keanu Reeves. That was so random, though. That was so random. <laughs> I wasn't working with him, yeah, though. When I, I think about it, because you, you was a kid. Mm-hmm. How was he? Yeah, I was a kid. Basically, honestly, real life is what you said, bro. Like, he was still a mystery to me at that time. The Matrix was already out, so we was hyped. 
You know, we badass kids from Chicago. We hype, bro. Yeah. Like, nigga, like, nigga, teach us how you was doing all the shit. We, <laughs> we wanted to know. We was teasing him like that. So it was super dope. But he was real cool, very much so a mystery. He, I remember him smoking cigarette after cigarette, chain mm. smoking him. Like, cigarette after cigarette, but just really interacting with him. We was playing catch. We was teaching him how to dance, do the uh, Big Papa dance, all of that. Like, he was super cool talking to our parents, hmm. doing stuff for the crew. Like, he was hmm. real life for the people type dude. Like, yeah. So everything I see now online about him, I could say even when I was a kid, well, that don't sound far off. He's a <laughs> mysterious, cool guy. He's, yeah. He, like, you know, he'll laugh at something like, huh, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. So I'm gonna get out of this. Uh, but you know something, hard, because Hardball is it, what makes that movie so like for me personal. Like we play in the near West League, mm-hmm. you know, on the West Side, like where they, where y'all shot at St. Malachi and all that stuff. My oh, brother yeah. did, yeah, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. So like that's where the baseball team formed. That we were, it was it was almost like watching. Like our story, like, yeah, yeah, like, where you from? Yeah. Is, this cool? yeah, is this from my blood team? Uh, but it was, it was, it was so real. I mean, with, look, when G Baby died, mm. still one of the most like damn movie deaths, <sighs> tragic movie deaths. I be seeing that pop up all the time on the internet too. Like, no death hit harder for people in the hood man. than when G Baby died. Yeah, G Baby died. Yeah, shout out to Dwayne Warren, man. G Baby, G yeah, he's from the crib, right? Yeah, he really from the crib. I be crib. seeing y'all from with him. I'm like, damn, that's, that's him. Yeah, that's yeah. G-Baby. When we when we in Chicago <laughs> filming Power, I try to like you know, yeah, put him in the mix and have him around and shit because I'm like, it's my goal to get him on force, bro. Is he still acting? Yeah, well, you know. He be having his, you know, like we all do. Mm-hmm. He be having his moments and shit like mm-hmm. that where he try to get back in it and out of it, real life take over. You know how that go. Yeah. So he still is actively like looking for auditions and stuff like that. And Michael I just B. Jordan wasn't hard. in there, was he? He definitely was. Yeah, he was in Hardball. He was in Hardball, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Damn. Me and Mike, the only two who have really worked since then, like at this capacity. Like, you know what I'm saying? Well, of course, he on a whole nother stratosphere <laughs> than me. I ain't putting us in the same category. But by all means, Michael, no disrespect. But what I'm saying is at this level, though, yeah, yeah, yeah. like on, we the only ones. And the craziest thing is we had the two smallest roles, right? I, I wonder about that now. Because now my brain is like, why is it not a hardball, too, right? Mm. Where, I guess I'm pitching this shit on here, but. <laughs> where, because you One guys. One of us are, is the coach. Well, yeah. Mm, right. e- either is you and Mike. Like, y'all the coaches. And, like, because you know what's interesting? The story of that little league team from Chicago that got hated on and shit. All that one that won the Jackie Jackie World Series. Yeah. yeah. It's something interesting about doing a story kind of like that. Where they actually can explain why they had to do what they had to do, yeah, mm-hmm. yep. because it wasn't a bunch of little leagues in, in, in the in the black community. So they basically just got all the kids that wanted to play baseball mm-hmm. and put them on one team. They're like, "That's cheating." Yeah. So what you want them to play on their own team by themselves, motherfucker? What? Like, so <laughs> it's really interesting. I think it's a story to that, and mm-hmm. if it's, it comes from you guys doing it, uh, wow. Yeah, and we just bring G Baby back from the dead and be like, "All right, G Baby back." <laughs> G Baby's back. He never died. No, that's fucked. They had a whole funeral. They died. No, no, but I'm for real. Like, it might be something. Something interesting. About it. Wow. What who owned yeah, that property? I don't know. I don't think Mike would. I don't think Mike would do that. Nah. I wouldn't even really want to do it. I would do it if it was like cool. More so on the producer side. As why, far why as you wouldn't want to do it? You do it. I don't know. I don't think Mike would do it. And I wouldn't do it if what Mike What the guy do with Mike? We talking about you now. Well, well who to say he wouldn't? If it's, if <laughs> I don't think he would, personally. If it's, a, if, it's a, if it's a... That's funny you say that. Okay. You can't do all those creeds to me. If you did them shits 
And it's a solid story and nah, I deal with hardball. It's completely too. different. Apples and oranges, right? So now you got me. <laughs> Apples you, and oranges, bro. Let, let me say this. <laughs> a hardball two versus a creed franchise? Apples and oranges. Cool. No, no, it, it really it really ain't. Storytelling is not see this is what I'm saying. See, look, I, I do I hear what you say. <laughs> I feel like if I called this nigga uh-huh. and we sat down as like, hey, this is why I think the story is. Right. Not not like trying to do it exactly that way. It's like a, it's literally telling this story that happened to those that Jackie Robinson yeah. did. Yeah. In that aspect. That's a different fucking story. It's just like I, I just wanna own a property at Hardbox. Like, see now I'm gonna do the research into this yeah, shit. That's must, what I do. He I about to figure this shit out. I don't he said he's about to figure yeah. it out. When I when I'm gonna do something, I fucking do it. I do that shit. It was a Paramount movie. They oh, probably, that's who they got it. And it's which is probably with Paramount shit. They fuck around like please. <laughs> they need a, a pair of my plus original. He said, "Please, <laughs> straight up." Uh, oh man, yeah, this man know shit. Everybody know this man is crazy. Have I, you ever bumped into Keanu at all? I ain't a, seen him since, bro. What? I ain't seen him since Harbaugh. Since Wait, we, we all Keanu Reeves, man. We already said nigga don't talk. I'm about just trying it. to see. If, is there anybody you still communicate from from the movie? Uh, I talked to like a couple of the co-stars. Like I talked to uh, Mike Perkins. He played Kofi mm-hmm. G Baby's brother. Mm-hmm. I talked to him, and uh, and I talked to uh, Julian and Ramon, the twins that played Jefferson Albert Tibbs. They they was the fat boys on, okay. on the team. Yeah, I talked to them from time to time on Instagram. Okay, and Stilo. Oh yeah, of course. That's really it. But Stilo Brown. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. So that's interesting, especially starting to do something so young. When you got hardball. Was the goal what you you were pursuing an acting career as a kid, or was it just like your just kind of nah, came out of nowhere? Yeah, no, nah, I wasn't pursuing an acting career. Uh, I was just a kid, and I really wanted to play sports. I played baseball and football and all of that. Back at the time, I was still hooping too. But um, no, nah, I just heard something on GCI where it was like there's some people in town looking for young black boys that know how to play baseball. And I told my mom, I'm like, well, shit, wow. I'm young, I'm black, and damn it, I know how to play baseball. So take me where the radio mm, said. I thought crazy. it was like a traveling baseball team, honest to God. <laughs> I ain't know it was like a movie open call audition is what it was. It was at the old Evergreen Plaza. Wow. Uh, in the abandoned world footlocker, they held an open call audition for hardball. Like five, 600 kids showed up, and they picked seven. And wow. I was one of them. Whoa. Wow. At, at like... <sighs> I didn't even know it was a damn movie audition. I just showed up. That's usually what they do. It's usually like secretive too, and they do like those like open calls like that. And they won't even tell you which. Even when you get there, you kind of know it's a movie. They won't even tell you what the fuck who's in it. None of that shit. Yeah, they mm. just said it's a it's a baseball movie about Chicago where kids are playing baseball in the projects. That's all they said. So what did they have you doing as the footlock? They they had uh, the kids. We it was chairs and stuff all out, and then you came in, you signed in. People had some people had headshots and, and resumes at the time and stuff that. like that. <laughs> I ain't had none of that. And some people just had regular Polaroids of them because we was all it was open call. Nobody really was actors for real because they wanted non real non actors, real Chicago kids. Uh-huh. So people just had basic like printout from Walgreens, CVS or whatever, little <laughs> pictures and shit. Was bringing them, sitting them down. They write your name on your thing and put a sticker on you with a number. And we all sat down, and then they called you in a room, and they gave you uh, sides based off your age. They said, how old are you, and what position do you play? Uh, and then they were like, okay, you're auditioning for Tiki. You're auditioning for G-Baby. You're auditioning for this person. You're auditioning for this person based on your age and what position you played in baseball in real life. And we just sat down and waited for them to call us, and they, it was a cold read. I didn't know what that meant at the time, wow. but it was a cold read. And they were just like, okay, so here, read this, but when you get it, try to act, not, act like you're not reading it. 
Act like you're just talking to your friends. You're on the baseball field. You're having a good time. Mm. How would you say this if this was your friend? If you were talking to your friend, how would you say this? And I was just like, uh, mm. yep, da, 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 da. Well, Chris, uh, let me ask you this, too, because if you didn't want to do, after you did Hardball, is that when you was like, oh, damn, this is something I really want to do? Mm-mm. Or was it a break? <laughs> Even still, no. Mm. It, it wasn't still nothing that I knew I wanted to do, because I feel like I was still too young to truly, truly grasp what was going on. I was only like 11. I just knew it was cool. I just knew, like, things seemed better than ever. Like, mom, <laughs> mom was smiling. Dad was smiling. I wasn't getting my ass whooped as much. You know, we get. I got Jordans on, nigga. I got the new Dreamcast, all the games. Like, this shit is different. The, we get a new garage. The, the kitchen getting remodeled. Like, nigga, this, whatever's going on, nigga, I like it. Are we eating at restaurants downtown? First of all, first of all I don't know if it sounds like a great story. Like, when they spent all your money now. Oh, right. yeah, that part, too. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that part, too. But we ain't going to eat Mama done put on the honeymoon. They've been trying to go on for the last 15 years. Yeah, and they left me in the house for 14 days. Yeah, I didn't know. I ain't know none of that. It just seemed like a great time, nigga. So I was just like, whatever, whatever Hit your dream, guys. We'll be back. <laughs> like, yeah, we got that was the most grownish <laughs> list of shit I've ever heard. <laughs> oh man, we got a new garage, we got the kitchen we got the carpets. We did. We would have to dinner on Friday. Nigga, we had the sponge paint. Now, I remember. In the bathroom and the kitchen, they came in there and did the sponge paint, nigga. We was getting new shit. Wow. Wow. The Coogan wasn't required, huh? Yeah. The Coogan, no, the Coogan law, uh, it was it in, my money was in a trust account for the Coogan law, mm. right? But I got the pick. It was either we got to pick 18 or 21, and you know I picked 18. Mm -hmm. And then my mom's was still a trustee. Mm -hmm. So she could get the bread. I couldn't. Oh, oh wow. So by the time I turned 18, what should have been ain't what was. Mm. That's all I'm going to say. No, I get it, man. I mean, that's, Yeah, what should have <laughs> been ain't what was. By the time I turned from 11 to 18, that was seven years of living. It's tough when... And I, like, I think one thing I like about the account, it gives parents... I, I think it, gives, it makes parents not overdo it. Because mm -hmm. it's sitting there, you got it, you can see it is what this is, and you have to make these real life decisions and shit. Like my son asks, and his money's just still sitting there. You right. know what I mean? I what I try to do is pay him. I'll give his mom whatever, and then I'll give I, I basically whatever he get match it. Right. And then you know what I'm saying, but it's still sitting there. That's shit. hard. And uh, which I know everybody can't do that shit, mm -hmm. especially like the everyday fucking parents that's like taking their kids to auditions and all this other mm -hmm. shit. But uh, I like that it's just sitting there, and so I always try to do the balance of both doing it that way. Yeah, mm. yeah, man, that that's definitely a vibe. It could be helpful, but it could be, you know, everything could go left. But that was definitely it. It just took a while for that shit to click for me. I just knew I wanted to keep doing it. But when? But so when did that? When yeah. did when did it happen? When did when did you say okay, this is really what? Because like, did you take a break in between? Well, no, ball? see, it wasn't no official breaks. It was just like. The the break that's not a break because I'm still very much so auditioning. Nigga just ain't booking. So mm -hmm. it was like, it, to you, looks like a break. To me, it just looks like 800 no's. When did you start auditioning? That's what I'm saying. Because so, if you saying you didn't know you wanted to do it, right. so you were just doing it just to be doing it? Yeah, I was doing it because it was, like I said, I thought it was cool. And I'm like, man, this is different. And I wanted to do something that everybody wasn't doing because all my homies was rappers at the time. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we was in Chicago. We in the streets. And niggas is rapping or they hooping. And that was it. And I was, I played baseball and I act. 
Mm. You know what I'm saying? And it, and I just ran with that. So I'm like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to try to do it. Like, if it happened, it happened. But I ain't really focused on it because I was trying to play in the streets, too. I still wanted to play football and baseball. Mm. I still wanted to do all that. So I was still trying to be a kid. But I would leave school early, go on audition. Hope I get it. I would leave this. Leave high go, school early. Yeah, high school and middle school. Leave, hope I get it. Hope, you know. And I was doing that the whole time through oh. high school. I just wasn't really booking. It didn't click for me. Until I got out of high school and just real life sat in. I got emancipated when I was 17. Mm. I was living in Chicago on my own. My whole family lived in Georgia. I had my own apartment. I'm paying rent. I'm working at Walgreens, going to school, finishing my senior year at Proviso West. Hmm. And shit just started hitting. I'm like, bro. And then I find out I don't have what I thought I had at this age. And it's just like, I'm doing stupid shit. I'm in the streets. It hit. When the one time I had to spend a couple nights in Cook County, that's when it hit for me. Mm. That's when they hit for anybody. That's what I chose. Hell, when I went to 26 and Cal for them little three days, <laughs> and this was post me being on Meet the Browns. Mm. I was in Meet the Browns already. I had already did the Tyler Perry movie. I'm sitting in Cook County, and people is recognizing me from the damn movie, <laughs> and then Meet the Browns and Harbaugh and this and that and all of that shit, and I'm just like, yeah, nah. Nigga. That's when it clicked for me. <laughs> I said, you know what? You could either pretend to do this shit on TV and get paid and not have to look over your shoulders and never have to experience this in real life. Or you can be this guy and, like, this is what your life going to look like. It's going to be plenty more of this shit, so get used to it. Get comfortable. And to me, that was when I made the decision. I was like, bro, you know what, nigga? Uh, Actor for 500. I don't want this shit. (laughs) You go to county for three. It's so funny. It's so weird because... I did a three day stay in county just because it was a, yeah it was why I was doing friends of the people. I remember telling Josh like, hey, I, they said I missed his court date, but my lawyer said if I had the money they'd bail me right out. Blah 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 yeah. blah. I didn't have enough cash because the judge raised the money based off who I am. Mm. Wow! Literally said to me like, it's not gonna. I gotta hurt your pockets to teach you a lesson. Mm. Just I mean, literally said that shit. Like wow. nigga, you ain't gonna cover the mic. You just gonna say it. <laughs> yeah, <I'll laughs> you know, God, I can damn. hear you. And it was more than what I brought with me to get to him to give somebody to bail me out. So I just stayed there for like three days. I remember telling Josh like, "Hey man, if you're here for me," and I was jokingly saying that. <laughs> three days in on 26 in California. And this is why one nigga, a comic view episode of me came on in that motherfucker. <laughs> in the jail. Yeah, in the jail, crazy. fam. Literally feel like everybody in there did like this. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> I swear to God, bro. It was in I was in there where, luckily one of my homies was in there, man. Like one of my good I was all like, where did this nigga go? I was like, oh, you better hit the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Man, he had to like have people like walk me to the bathroom and all types of shit. Just Bro, so motherfucker like, went. It was I never crazy. felt more uncomfortable for having on a pair of shoes in my life. That was the day I found out that jail shoes don't go higher than a size twelve. They don't go to size thirteen in jail shoes. So I'm the only one at twenty six at Cal. Niggas is recognizing me from TV and all looking at my feet because I got on. I'll never forget I had on them Sean Kemp kamikazes, the black and real ones, hmm. kamikazes, and with no shoestrings in them. But I'm the only one walking around in real shoes. So now they think. Is because I'm on TV, I'm getting special mm. treatment and this and that. And then a little social worker, caseworker is coming over here taking messages for me to call people to get me out of here on the side. They're like, oh, damn. Oh, they coming to get the da 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 da. Like, niggas oh, was on wow. my ass. I'm in that bitch, like, ah, oh. sheesh. Yeah, <laughs> let me, uh. <laughs> when you got to get the, the physical, right? They're like, you know, when they check you yes. out. <laughs> that whole experience was crazy. It was a nigga that was shot up. Sitting there, still tough as fuck, because he had to be right. And I was yeah. talking, to, I remember talking to him like, "Damn, you still gotta be like, 
Like it's okay, nigga. You like you can't even do nothing. But he had to steal. He was just he was honest. Like man, I can't be in here, so I don't give a fuck if you in the wheelchair. Like you, you yeah. sure? Because then what happened was some nigga that was already there kind of like egging it on. It got crazy. Yeah, bro. In that hmm. moment, I had to understand. Like as soon as he kind of started talking to me a little more, that made him look soft to another motherfucker. Yeah, I saw some crazy shit. And I'm like, oh shit, I don't, I don't want this nigga in <clears throat> trouble because I'm trying to like understand like oh it's okay like you know it's so crazy man because i knew i was getting out mm-hmm. a lot of niggas be lying they be sitting there like, shoot i just took i took the i took the time i ain't want to i took the time no you didn't nigga. ain't nobody taking the time <laughs> you couldn't get out this motherfucker i'm leaving <laughs> and you know what it takes it they'll get you in there fast as fuck getting out there bitch man <laughs> right Getting it's out it's, it's, it's almost twenty four hours. It is, and that's even crazier because you in the, the get out nigga jail, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's a whole other part section of jail you got to go through. Was a gang of you motherfuckers in the cell, all getting out. Yeah, yeah. but you in that motherfucker. And then when you actually get out the gate, all the Latin kings waiting on you with that damn <laughs> with that cashier's check that you got in your pocket if you had any money on yeah, you. Yeah. It's like they do it on purpose. Oh man, they set it up for you to go right back in jail. They let you out of jail in the middle of a gang neighborhood. <laughs> With no name cashier's check attached to it. It's just a cashier's check with mm. no name on it. Wow. So the gang members just sit out there and wait for people to get out and rob them. Take that cashier's well, that's check. That's you got. You got, like, my brother Matt was, you know, locked up for me. So he he came with my friends to come get me. That's mm-hmm. how I got out of that shit. And I went basically straight to the airport uh, from there and went, went back, back to, work. to work. Yeah, <laughs> right. But the nigga, <laughs> right. nigga was in shit. It was like, it was like <clears throat> I ain't going to make it to the rice room on Monday, but. I see y'all. They're like, what happened? Like, motherfucker, I was in jail. Crazy, bro. For three days. That was the craziest shit I've ever fucking experienced. And it like, you know, you start to see how like you hear that these prisons and jails get all this fucking money. The the living in there is terrible. Fucking roof was leaking and shit. Nothing was really clean. It was fucked up. It It was was, and it's all everybody's crowded into this fucking one place. It was weird. At one point, it was so many different sections of things going on. You had a church over there. You had, like, what the fuck is going on? Like, this, like, this shit looked insane. But it was, I, man, you go on that shit for three days, you're like, nigga, I don't ever want to experience this shit again. Dang. <laughs> like how you said, he's like, fuck it. This is what I, I, like, after that, I was like, you know something? That's what it took <laughs> for me. It was, I promise you, when they put me on the back of the, because uh, I got, I got, um, they arrested me in um, Forest Park. Mm. So I had to get extradited to Cook County, right? So what happened was they put me on that paddy wagon Damn. and they chained me wrist and ankle to a complete stranger and threw us on the back of that paddy wagon and threw that thing over our yeah. over our waist like we riding a roller coaster and drove my ass to 26 and Cal. And it was in that moment, chained to this stranger. I was like, nigga, I was just doing scenes with Angela Bassett on the Tyler Perry set like wow. a few months ago. What are you doing? Like what? Are, like in real life, what are you doing? You about to fumble the bag. Like, what are you doing? Man. And that's when that's when it clicked for me. And I was like, you know what? I choose this. I'm finna try to do this shit 100% and see what happens. So what was the next big thing after, like, especially even after that? Like, what was what was the next thing after that where you like, okay, shit is fucking flowing? Um, it was, yeah, because I was always the one-off. I called myself that. I was always the one-off dude. Like, I'd just get Empire. a couple cool guest stars, be like, you know, like, you know, I got one episode, two episodes, and I'm off. One, You know, it right. was always like that. So for me, Empire was that. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I originally got cast as Hakeem on Empire. I got oh, cast. Shit. What? Yeah. I originally was up for that, bro. So what happened, the story behind that was it wasn't always um, Terrence Howard. It was Wesley Snipes first. Oh. 
it was Taraji and Wesley Snipes, and this was what would have been Wesley's first role when he got out of prison. Oh, wow. That was going to be Damn. his coming out job after he got out of prison, right? To play Lucius Lion. To play Lucius Lion. Oh, it was Wesley man. Snipes. That's why I was I could have be been son. one of the sons. But when they had a light-skinned daddy, they was like, no. Two weeks before filming, <laughs> Taraji says, I'm not doing it unless it's Terrence Howard. What? But they didn't, Fox didn't think that they could get Terrence Howard to take the pay cut because it's Taraji's show. So that's when all that bullshit. I know you remember when Monique was coming out saying Lee Daniels called her up, said he had a job, and he and he never called back, and they was beefing. Yeah, it was because he was thinking Taraji was gonna maybe walk if they couldn't get Terrence, so he needed a backup because he had to show Fox a pilot. He had a deadline, so he called Monique because they had just done pressures like, "Yo, keep your phone on. I might yeah. have something for you because if this don't work out." But Terrence Howard ended up saying yes. And then he probably never called Monique back. I don't know. But he probably never did. And she felt slighted or something. Mm, and then wow. they recast the sons. And then Charlie Mack gets a whiff of that. Because, you know, Charlie Mack was managing Yaz at the time. Yeah. And he plugged. So Charlie Mack gets a whiff of that. Flies Yaz, who plays Hakeem, from Philly to Chicago. Never acted a day in his life. He walks right in the room. It's Terrence Howard. It's Taraji. It's Lee Daniels. And they hand him a script. And he booked it. And then Lee Daniels was like, yo, you're going to be this character. You're going to be like the Jay-Z on the label and he's trying to take over, but you the older head and he trying to come for your throne and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And then I ended up doing one, two episodes. Yeah, fofo. I was like, but he showed me a whole, told me a whole, like, little, you know. But that's when it clicked. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to do this Empire shit. It's going to click. And then it was like, all right, cool, one off. Then I booked a couple pilots. But then that's when I learned, all right, about pilots got a test. And they got to get picked up. And then they didn't get picked up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Then I'm like, damn. Then I'm like, okay, I get a pilot straight to series. Ten yeah. series straight to series order. Then we shoot the pilot, and then that still gets canceled. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so Man. for me, I think it was ballers. Yeah. All the other shit was just cool. And when I got ballers, and I still wasn't a series regular, I was a recurring guest star. But that's when it hit for me. You know what's interesting? I always tell people, especially actors in this business, you know, because like, yeah, I have friends that like, they be fucked up if a pilot don't get picked up and shit like that. I feel like you always just got to know what your next shit is because yeah. you can't, you don't, you don't know. Right. You know, and so like if you don't, I've never, I've never been married to any of my projects. Even my own show is like, mm, all right, cool. If it happens to keep going cool, I'll do another one. You know, it, it, it's like if as long as you don't like look at that, because just honestly, I mean, if it sounds like you do that, you got to soak in, just learn something from every fucking project. Yeah, exactly. So by the time you get to the other shit, you're like, oh, I learned something new. That's what it is. Because Ballers ended up being a really good show. Yeah. Yeah. And that was that was the best thing for me. Like, even though it wasn't necessarily all about being a series regular versus a guest star, co star, it was just more about the, the FaceTime and the, the visibility and just the the staple that HBO was, like how serious people take HBO. Like that's that's like there's HBO and then there's everybody else trying to compete with HBO for real in real life. So I, I looked at that as that opportunity. It's like, all right, cool. Like, And then at the time, The Rock was the biggest movie star in the world. Mm -hmm. So it's like, all right, end of the day, you on HBO with the biggest movie star in the world <clears throat> for three years, showing what you can do. And if you don't, that's on you, bro. You can't blame nobody else. It ain't mm -hmm. the agent fault. Right. It ain't L.A. L.A.'s not fake. It ain't, <laughs> it ain't 
Niggas love to say that shit yeah. when they on book shit. Yeah, bro. It ain't, it ain't because, man, damn, such and such working on that, man. He could have called me. Like, it ain't that. It's, bro, it's your fault. You know what's funny? <clears throat> man, I don't know if I had shit. I don't care. Okay, <laughs> here we go. I get a call out the blue. Maybe it was like three or four weeks ago. I don't even know. How, I don't know. I don't even remember when we exchanged numbers. <laughs> Y'all remember Spoken Reasons? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we just get together. I, I remember watching, looking at one of his posts one day, and it's so weird how your mind works, right? I looked at one of his posts, and he was just talking about some Hollywood shit or whatever. You, you know, that's why I don't... I have something, man. You know everybody always got some shit to say. Yeah. And he called me up at the show love, right? He's like, you know, it's a real, I love the way you, you done this shit. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I could have everything, but I decided to do it this way. But I, whatever. Whatever decision anybody makes. Right. And my thing is this, and I appreciate him calling me and all this other shit, but at the same time, it's like, fam, I, I, I hate hearing this excuse of, like, everybody that is having success, we did something different or extra or whatever. It's like, no, I was just good every fucking time. Hmm. Like, every time I was called, I was good. I don't know anybody like the rest of you motherfuckers. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we all came from, like, exactly. mo most black actors all come from the mud. It's only a few. And then some of the cats that do have parents that do, it's even harder for them sometimes. So, like... Hmm. It's just hard. And like, so I'm like, why do y'all always think it's something different a motherfucker than did? Like, nigga, yeah. no. Yeah. Um, and to stay consistent, it's like, oh, that's what. I don't know what. Honestly, some stories I hear, like, I don't know. I was there, nigga, but I don't know that happened. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't pay no attention to that weird shit if it did yeah. happen or they had to do that shit in front of me. So it's just, it's just interesting. So I'm glad that the fact that you just look at it as hard fucking work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, bro, because that's what it is. It's like some shit going to work, some shit ain't going to work. And even with... Even with power now, like, I'm, I'm fully prepared every time I open one of them scripts to look in the back and Jannard is dead. Mm. Mm. I don't give a damn how many times a showrunner, a creator, a writer, a producer tells me I'm great or fan favorite or breakout star. I don't, <laughs> like, cool. Next script, Jannard probably dead. And I play it that way. <laughs> That's what's great about those type of shows. I've been thinking about this. <clears throat> the Wire, if they was on bullshit, Idris Alba would have never died. Right. Right. His character would have just stayed there. Like, if we based it off, like, but they wrote it based off what they thought was truth. Yep. Mm. And shit, motherfuckers get murdered all the time. Yep. Even yeah. your your favorite characters. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so I love the fact that you think like that shit. And just like, you're part of this universe of power. Mm -hmm. Like, how did that happen? Did 50, did you have to audition for power? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> so talk about it. Talk I about it. I auditioned a bunch of times. Uh, I auditioned for every power from the original <laughs> and every spinoff, multiple characters. Damn. Like, and didn't get none of them. Mm -hmm. And then I finally got that audition for Force, and I, I got lucky enough, and I, I got that one. But it, um, I think I told that story before. I don't know if I ever told you, though, but I was in a club in Dallas. I had my audition. I was testing. I had to test for Raising Canaan. Mm. On uh, Monday, and this was a Friday night in Dallas, and 50 in town hosting at a club. So I go to that club because I know the owner, and I tell the owner, hey, give me a section <clears throat> right next to 50s, right next to his or whatever, and I'm going to pay for bottle service. I never get bottle service in my life because I'm just cheap, and that's just how I am. I don't do it. And this night I said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get bottle service. Cool, because 50 here, and I'm going to just make a play, try to holler at him, let them know I'm about to test for Raising Canaan for his show. Woo, woo, woo. Cool. I do that. I set it up. I'm like, look, I don't care if 50 don't walk in to 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Do not bring out them bottles until <laughs> him and his team are here to see it with their own eyes. I'm like, because if he got a cameraman, if he a good cameraman, which he should be, if he with 50, they going to notice this random nigga with my client's 
liquor getting sent mm. to his section that we had nothing to do with. Who is this? I should get this on camera. It'll look good for my client. Right. And from that, I'm going to get one eye contact look. That's enough for me to walk down there, talk to him, play it all in my head. I'm Damn. like, that's what I'm going to do. What a, so I, what a director. So I ordered three bottles. <laughs> got the look, got the camera look, got the head nod, got the huh. And then I said, huh, went down there. Mm. I said, okay, cool. I talked to him like, yo, what up, I'm da, da, da. I'm about to audition for Canaan. I'm testing on Tuesday. I mean, on Monday when I get back to L.A., Woo woo. You like, oh yeah, word. No, no, yeah. You know, you look you look kind of familiar. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Renee, get his get his info. Talk to Renee. And Renee was like his homie and he run uh G Unit Films with him. And I just got Renee's number and then I would just follow up with him. This was in 2019. Years mm. and years go by. I would just hit him up every couple months, three, four months. Yo, hope all is well, just checking in. Never asked him for shit. Yo. Tapping in, hope you good, my G. I see y'all killing it, BMF. That shit was raw last night. Da da da. Whoop. I'm auditioning for this. I'm auditioning for that. Whoop. And then when I got that force audition, I don't know why. As long as I've been acting over 20 years, I don't think I ever done an audition. And I was like, yeah, nah, that's the best audition I ever done in my life. I've never felt like that. Mm. Like I never felt that was the best audition I've ever done in my life. But I felt like that with that one. And I'm like, maybe, maybe I'm too close to it, and I need to remove myself. So I wanted to send it out to people to see if I wasn't, if I was being biased because I was too close to it. Because it was power. It was in Chicago. I wanted to be right. a series regular. I'm like, mm. nigga, maybe you too invested, and you looking at this shit mm -hmm. with clouded judgment, and it's not as good as you think. Mm -hmm. So, bro, I just and I never do this. I start sending out my audition tape. To everybody. Like, bro, am I tripping? Am I tripping? Am I tripping? And everybody said the same thing. And like, nigga, Jesus Christ, nigga, wait a minute. What the fuck? If you don't get this, they're tripping. I was like, right? Right? I was like, bro, so I'm not tripping, right? I'm not tripping. All right, cool. I'm not tripping. So then I sent it to Renee. I sent it to Renee. I was like, bet. Sent it to him. And I done had this man number since 2019. For the first time in two and a half years, he called my phone. He called my phone. I'm like, yo, what's up? He like, yo, bro. I'm like, what's up? <laughs> he like, man, my nigga, that tape you just sent me? Fire, my G. I say, oh, word, thank you, bro. He was like, oh, so I must didn't tell you. And I'm like, what? Tell me what? What's up? He was like, oh, so I didn't tell you. You know, you was a New York nigga, so overly animated. Oh, so no. <laughs> so I must didn't tell you. I'm like, bro, what? <laughs> nigga, tell me what? He was like, dog, you know, Joseph, Joseph Sikor, that's, that's like my brother, man. I manage Joe. That's my brother. Oh, I said, wow. nigga, no. You failed to mention that in the two and a half years I've known you. You have failed to mention that shit one time. He was like, well, yeah, no, my G. I, you know what I mean? I, I sent him your tape, my G. And he loved it. He just sent it to Fifth. Mm. He was like, Fifth just sent it to Courtney. Mm. He's like, oh, hey, the showrunner about to call you, my G. They want to give you some notes or some shit. I don't know nothing about that shit. <laughs> I don't know what none of that means. Gonna give you some notes, whatever. But the showrunner about to call you, my G. And I was like, all right. And then real life, I called my agent. Like, apparently the showrunner is about to call me. Uh, so be on the lookout. And the showrunner called me hmm. and gave me notes. Then I retaped it with his notes. Then after the retape, I did the uh, producer-director session on Zoom. All this is COVID, so it's Zoom. Did the director-producer uh, session on Zoom. Then after that, did the chemistry test with Joseph on Zoom, and then I finally booked it. Took me like, I was auditioning since October. I ain't booked it to January. Mm -hmm. And then by the end of January, we was filming season one. Dang.
I remember you showed me. Yeah. Uh, he showed me a person. No, you showed me a person. Oh, yeah. You said everybody at the table. Like, yeah. You said, no, damn, I came to it. I went to your crib <laughs> oh, yeah. to do the, the Wayne's quick picks. And yeah. he was like, yo, let me show you this. And well, I looked. Nigga, like, it sounded like, you remember the scene of Painted Fool with Cameron? Painted Fool, he is Cameron. Show that video. Yeah, you ain't even see when I put one. Yeah, he got the robe on. Like, yo, look at this. Like, that's what it like you watched it. He showed everybody. Take yo, check this out. There you go. Look at that tear, nigga. Look at that tear, nigga. I had to, bro, because I, I felt crazy. like I was delusional, bro. Nah, and I'm like, bro, I can't be that delusional. I got to ask people, one, who don't personally don't give a fuck. Yeah. I need people who give a fuck, people who don't, people in the middle. I it, need. It, I even asked people, other people who were up for the same role. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did. told and, me. You and told they me, even yeah. told me, like, oh, yeah, nigga, nah, this is yours. Yeah. And they auditioned for the shit, too. Same role. He was like, nigga, I just, shit, yeah. I don't even want to send my tape in. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. There's no point. That's funny. It's all, I think it's so fun to listen to like different people's journeys and just even how they see shit. Because mm-hmm. I remember like when um <laughs> when we was doing reshoots for Get Out, we shot the end, and he sent me the movie finally. And mm-hmm. I remember closing the laptop. Like, yeah, this movie good, right? Well, am I just saying it because I'm... Right, but I couldn't show nobody else. So it was just me. Exactly. Just, it's, it's in my head for months. Like, uh, right. And then, like, when the trailer came out, people fucked with it. I'm like, oh, they ain't even seen the rest of this shit. Yeah, hmm. cool. So I'm not crazy. Like, right. this ain't just me thinking. I literally closed that shit. Was like, God damn, that's a good ass movie. Are we on? Like, mama, but, did but, we make but, it? But I couldn't <laughs> even get to that part. Yeah, I was just. It was just more or less like. But is it just good? Because I'm. In it, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I don't fucking know. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, and so that's a, those are beautiful moments when you do have people you can show that shit to, and they give you. Because uh, sometimes you be sitting there, shit like ah, can't show it. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. see what happens. Shit. And so, like, even with that, right? Because I, I love the show. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I think I'm just a big fan of like the whole power universe. I'm not even just just fifty. Like what he's doing mm. over there, stars now. Wherever the fuck he gonna do that shit at, cause yeah. I don't know where the fuck he going with everything. But I like yeah, he signed that Fox deal, that non-exclusive <laughs> Fox deal. Like Dude, that. he's fucking killing it. But yeah. I like, I like, cause I'm now, cause now I'm interested now too, even more to see how everything is gonna tie back in at some point. The universe mm-hmm. is it starting to do <clears> that <throat> with? I mean, you can't really tell me, but like with the next season, is it starting to do? Cause I, I feel like. I feel like with Ghost and and you guys show like it's gonna some type of way it's gonna have to. I feel like well, naturally it would be the only two shows in the universe that could 
mm-hmm. because the re- the other ones are like period piece. Right. You know right, what I'm right, saying? Right. So BMF is is its own entity. It ain't really even the power universe. And then Raising Canaan is a period piece, the prequel. So none of us could pop up in there unless we would be it could only work with us or Ghost. And I think uh, you know, Joseph uh Tommy was in season one of Ghost. Or yeah. was it two? He was in one of them. He was in uh, one of those seasons ago, so he may pop back in there. Well, you well, let's say that he can pop. He can't. He can't. That actor can't pop up, but that character at some point got to pop up in Raising Canaan. Who? Joseph. Oh yeah, Tommy. Yeah, Tommy. Tommy's got to pop up. Yeah, but point. see, I honestly with that though, I think by the time the Tommy character would be around, the show should be over unless think, they speed it up for that purpose. I don't think so because I do see now we talking like nerds of the shit. <laughs> yeah, but it is one of those things like because I always they talk about how young they were when they fucking met. Yeah. They was in high school, or I that's that they never really said it, and right. so they, which is so inter- interesting about an original entity, they could do what the fuck they want yeah. to. Yeah, they they live. I mean, that's what makes Star Wars so fucking great is because George Lucas made this shit up. <laughs> it wasn't based off no true shit. It was just some shitty made up. So they can go. They've been able to go anywhere mm-hmm. they fucking want to. Like any any. Type of like they just they could just make they make it up shit and then we just follow. Hey, I guess that's what happened at the beginning. Like we don't fucking know. They just making that shit. I think they can do. That's what makes this this fucking interesting. What Fifty is doing because we never seen that with like like I, so. I, I guess I, I, don't, I once again I, I don't know if I only seen this with George Lucas and then now with the with the kind of with the Rocky franchise the way with Creed. But yeah, like yeah. this only television series outside of. What Norman Lear was doing with sitcoms. Yeah, shout and out now, to well, Norman I'm, Lear. Well, also with Law and Order. I guess Law and Order kind of did it in the way. That's why I tell, I tell 50 all the time. I say, you the, you the black dick wolf, G. That's what I tell him. Hmm. I'm like, bro, you the black you the, Man, you I the mean, dick and, wolf and, for the niggas. And you know what's funny? <laughs> <laughs> he the white. He really? No, he is. He I is. know the way he said it, though. But, but, but he is. <laughs> he is. That's a, that's a great way to put it, because he is. And, <laughs> and I, you know what's interesting? I always look at how they treat... Um, our hip hop legends and stars mm-hmm. when they do other shit and they try to downplay it because they're able to do other shit. Right. Because he is doing what Dick Wolf has, has done. Like, mm-hmm. I, he's literally doing normal, like, he's doing what these great producers have done. And they, they on this plateau of shit. Yeah. But they still try to buy well, 50. And then, you know, he, 50 get attacked by other niggas or Rick Ross got some weird shit to say. He's like, yeah. come on, fam, you tripping. <laughs> uh, you know, is it like, how involved is 50 and everything? Oh, he involved. He involved, like, I, I don't think he, like, writing or nothing like that, but he's involved. Like, he cares. Like, he very much so cares. Like, bro, he he thinking and moving and shaking. Like, all right, this is how we need to do the rollout. Now nah, they playing. Like, if we don't do it like this, then this is what's going to happen. It's going to drive the numbers this way or the numbers going to go this way. We need this show to be filming so by the time they're done, y'all could have that as the lead-in to da 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 Like, he... He very much so involved in like the activations and all of the the big premieres, making them like it's it's like Hollywood premieres or festivals. He he throw our premieres like it's events. Hmm. He be having musical guests, and he be fucking the baby and little baby performing at our premiere for ep- the, one episode. The pandemic one, y'all was in bubbles, right? You had your family. How the how was that? Yeah, that and that was actually cool. At first, I didn't I didn't think it was gonna be, mm-hmm. but he found a way to make the pandemic when they was like on it, on it. Mm-hmm. Like now we even doing this and we ain't tripping. But then, like they was talking about just canceling the premiere. Period for the first season. Fifth was like, yeah, no, 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 no. You got 
built us like little glass cubicle tents, like the size of houses <laughs> with tables in there, flat screen TVs and everything. So our family and our people could chill in there and fit up to seven, eight people and had them lined up like, like it was a damn trailer park. Had like 30 of them lined up on a rooftop in New York. Oh, wow. Like that ain't happening. If if it was just a network, they would have just canceled it. Hmm. Do you get a lot of people that give you shit about your character? Oh, yeah. Because like, <laughs> All I, the luckily we cool. <laughs> like, but, uh, luckily uh, we cool. Uh, uh, but I hate that nigga. Yeah. You hate Jannard? Man, dude. Like... It's like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> do you want this? Do you want this? Can I can I say my piece? I know you don't like why are you, you don't chasing like your, your why are you chasing your power? Like he's my chasing brother? power too much. He just want power. You so think bad. so? Yeah, well, because why all you gotta do is combine forces with your brother. Right. Like why are you mad that he back and you wanna do some different shit? It just oh, okay. don't make fucking sense to me. Great. Now Here you want go. my answer? Here we go. Go ahead. Because you know, I've been I, People ask me all the time, like you said, so I, I have my retort I and been, my rebuttal ready. I like, I, you got to answer me as you too tied to it, because like, I fucks with you and I've separated it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> okay, okay. so what I'm going to tell you is this. I'm going to say like this, all right? I'm going to say Jannard looking for, he want power too much. I'm going to say this, and there's no pun intended with that. I'm going to say that imagine a child, right? A little boy, he 11 years old, 10 years old, and he just wants to hear his father say, I'm proud of you, son. He don't give a shit that you bought him the new Jordans, that he got the new PlayStation, that you are rich and you buy him. I just want to hear niggas say, I'm proud of you. Just say it, right? But he didn't. Wait, hold on. Listen to me. <laughs> hear me out. Hmm. Right? That's what I feel Jannar wants. He never said that, though? No. What did he, he, what no. he say? No. So not only listen to me, <laughs> I just want my brother to say, damn, nigga, you know what? I've been gone 15 years. Like, and imagine that. Times change in 15 years. And whatever organization he had, however much of the man he was on the streets in probably 1992, is not the level that I've taken it to now, my nigga. So that gap, and if you add Jannard's age into it, he's probably, Jannard's probably only 33, which means that I've damn near known life without you longer than I've known with you. So now we talking about that, and now you add millions of dollars, nigga. I damn near don't even know you, and now you talking about millions of dollars, nigga. Not only I damn near kill you. Hold on, hold on, Pete. All I wanted was my brother to come home from jail, acknowledge the fact that I did this for him, say great job, I'm proud of you, and then hey, let's do it together. Let's be partners now. Not hey, I'm back, good looking, step to the side. I got this now. Fuck you. And not only did he not even say I'm sorry or not only say I'm proud of you and didn't even want to do it as partners, he wanted to make me his do boy. And now you running around with a new white nigga that don't nobody know and, and treating him like a partner instead of your own brother. I kill both you niggas. I get how you had to give the character to make you know sense what I'm to make sense of that. Do you get what I'm saying? I, I kill can't. both you niggas. But as a fan, here we go. He's, he's, we don't even know him, and he's white. Here we, here we, <laughs> here we go. Here he's white. Here we go. This is from an outside looking in. Because you're right. If he was sitting there, he probably would say all this shit to me. But the thing about it, and this is so intricate, I think this is almost really deep in a way of how black men don't communicate. Like it's like when you watch that show, them two like basically they almost raised themselves, mm -hmm. both of them. Yeah, mm -hmm. like both of them, which that's another thing they don't realize how much they are alike. Mm. First of all, this nigga been in jail, right? So 
to ask for him to come out and be like, hey, man, thank you so much. His whole mindset in jail had to kind of keep his tough, I'm running shit persona to survive that motherfucker. We just talked about going to county. Yeah. Now, like, man, I can't wait to tell my brother how proud he is. Yeah, well, he ain't thinking about that shit. <laughs> he ain't thinking about that, that shit at all. He like, he's he's actually getting through those days, almost expecting to go right back into what he was into. That has to be his mindset to survive in that motherfucker. What we experienced in that show is you, you're literally watching two different people who went through the same exact shit, but because there's no middle person to fucking soften that shit up. Because mm-hmm. all you got is just little niggas on both sides egging mm-hmm. shit on. Yeah, egging shit on from both sides. Every every street nigga in, these, in the power movies are all in under some emotional distress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You feel like everybody from the power shows need therapy. They all need therapy. Oh, yeah, need, definitely. All need Jannard definitely need therapy. But oh, they yeah, all, but, I mean, like, everybody, even, like, when you think about uh, uh, Tommy's character mm-hmm. and what his mom has done, and then you meet this, like, it's so much personal heart, even yeah. with the, uh, the, uh, the family, uh, what's the, 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 the white powerful family? Uh, uh, the Flins. The Flins. Yeah. It's, it's literally yeah, all, yeah, yeah. everybody want to hear that somebody think they proud of them. Yeah. Every last one yeah. of these people. And then and ghosts. And nobody got, gets it. Like, nobody gets, nobody it. gets it. So nobody everybody's gets. fucked up. Yeah. And that's that's that's, that's true. But, I ain't never looked at it. But that's also the streets. That's the streets. That's yeah, the streets. Right. It's it's a and the Flins is so interesting because we actually do have a family structure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The dad, they had a mom at one like that yeah. was there. And they still gonna hear this shit from this nigga. Yeah. Yeah. Right. With and the struggle, and he wanna give it to him. Yeah. And for Gennard, <laughs> it's like, all right, cool. I feel like, all right, cool. You ain't gonna say you proud. You ain't gonna say thank you. Hmm. Good job. Keep up the good work. Nothing. Will that be at, good enough? At least, <laughs> let's be partners, nigga. Cool. You know what? No, you wanna run around it's, with it's, this new dude. Tommy. It's the big brother, little brother shit, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it truly is. It's the He didn't see you. You gotta realize, he didn't see you actually do it. Right. In his mind, if you think about it, on some cocky shit, he probably like, I set this shit up so well. That you ain't really even you have to you, do nothing. You yeah. just, all you had to do was just. I could have left this to anybody. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I mean, it's fucked up. But no, it's, it's, it's like. It's okay. It's, 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 so <laughs> you find you, out. You find but, out. But I, <laughs> that's one of those things I do. Out of all the characters, I wish those two would figure out a way to get along. I hate seeing that shit. I don't give a fuck what the mother, the Flynn's, I don't give a fuck about that shit. Yeah. Because they still got legacy set up for everybody. They just being a bunch of spoiled ass fucking kids. Right, right. With a crazy ass racist daddy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> and so like, you know, it's it's really, I, I love the show for that. Actually, that's what I, that's what's different from the other shows. This one to me has a little more emotion into it mm-hmm. that they, they talk about, they dive into and shit. Yeah. I oh, think that's that's Tommy's character is fascinating because because Tommy was the only one, even more than Ghost, that felt bad about some of this shit. Yeah, yeah. Ghost sometimes feel like he ain't give a fuck. <laughs> 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 nigga grabbed his son like little nigga, I'll kill you. Woke that nigga up like damn. And you saw Ghost. Next time over, nigga. You didn't, yeah, right. you didn't see the dad. You saw Ghost. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. like Tariq, nigga. I mean, it's it's really interesting. I I I love the whole power universe of this shit, man. Yeah. And like you know, oof, I can't wait for next season to be honest with you. Yeah, this next season gonna be crazy. Chicago's a crazy place to do gangster shit. In. I, I think they're doing a good job of displaying how many places that gangster shit is in Chicago. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like, nah, this shit crazy, crazy. <laughs> oh God, I think we're gonna do good though. This season two. We're going to tap in a lot deeper. we uh going to introduce the Mexican cartel, so we're going to take it oh. there. Mm. This season, we focusing on that. Mm. Like, it's, it's yeah. 
It's gonna be dope. It's so y'all dope. gotta come together. We'll see. We'll see, man. I don't know, bro. It's a Jannard going through. Some shit this season, mm. you know already because I done told you off yeah, camera. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah I'm going yeah. through some shit this yeah. season, so it's a redemption. Dude, did you get a girlfriend or something like something like shit? He was trying to take his energy out of that nigga. Just be focused on work, like nigga. Not work too damn hard. No, no, might have a little, a little, little love interest this season. Okay, okay, a little love interest this season. Oh man. Right. It's gonna be cool. I still don't trust the girl to your brother with. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, no, because it turned out that wait, I, I, I be getting the seasons confused. Yeah, don't say yeah, shit. Nah, it nah. turned out that she was uh, yeah, no, she was a reporter. Remember? Yeah, but I still think it's deeper than that. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Mm. I would. I, look, you know what's funny? I, I I know Courtney too, and I remember texting her maybe with the original series. And just because I used to watch the after show and like her talk oh, about, yeah, sure. about the room, like what that writer's room is. Because I'm yeah. always like, though, that got to be a crazy fucking room. Got to be. Where, <laughs> where like y'all just fucking the, the scenarios and shit and just even the debates. Because, you know, great thing about if you do got a good writer's room, there's a lot of back, there's a lot of debates. It's a lot, especially when you talk about couple shit and what this shit get like. It'd be shit that Tasha would do. And go. There was some crazy shit. There would have to be some fucking heated arguments. <laughs> yeah, well, I already know that that writers room was oh, dude, it, it, insane. It, it, it still is for all of it. All the shows it has to be because it's it, just even with raising Canaan, it's like, where do you go with this fucking story? Like, and they it wasn't because it's original property. You can do whatever the fuck you want to. It just you has to match some of this shit from the original show, but the prequel could be whatever the fuck. I yep. mean, yep, because we don't know that story. You, you so don't, yeah, you're you right. Don't know. They got the ability to make it whatever they want. Make it whatever the fuck they want. Like, it's a luxury. Thinking, That's it, the beauty in it, dude. It's fucking yeah. I mean, it's just one of the most brilliant things. I don't know, man. It's like I was <laughs> I was reading something recently, and this ain't got shit to do with power. But it goes back to Creed. They bring about Clubber Lane. I'm like, damn, that backstory of Mr. T's character. And if he did have some little successor, he's trained to like take this motherfucker out. Mm. <laughs> Gotta be fucking crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Mr. Not- T from the crib. Shout out to Mr. T. First of all, you know his story is fucking insane. Yeah. Like, Sylvester Stallone saw him at a club. Mr. T was looking like Mr. T as a bouncer. <laughs> just some nigga with a chain on that motherfucking boy. I was like, who the fuck is this nigga? And he was talking to him. <laughs> had him come in. That right. That was his first movie, Rocky Three. He never acted in anything. That's wild. And that motherfucker played the shit. Like that was one of the most believable, crazy niggas. You, if you, I'm a Rocky fan. At this, I love the movies. If you watch Rocky Three enough, you actually be like, eh, I mean, I fuck with Clubber Lane. I get it. You know what I mean, like, he just wanted to be the best nigga. So I want you, my boy. I mean, the only, if you watch that scene in Rocky Three, it's a random nigga yelling out some shit that I don't think he knew it was a movie. <laughs> he was egging on Mr. T, like, yeah, tell him. I'm like, what the fuck? Nigga, do you know this a movie? It felt like they even couldn't edit that shit out. Because the nigga was just yelling. I don't think he, I swear to God, I think the nigga thought it was a real press conference. Because that's when they unveiled their, that statue that sits in Philadelphia like it's a real oh, boxer. Yeah, that's the yeah. scene. So it probably was a few people there, like, oh, wait, this ain't real? Oh shit! I thought this was really the ceremony. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, like, and so like, man, he's like, "Who's you, my boy?" And my boy even snap until he, he started talking to the agent. Look here, woman, woman. Yeah, you come to my apartment tonight. And first of all, they even have a house, right? And this nigga Rocky got a big ass mansion. Like, yeah, come to my apartment tonight. That's what a real man could do. And Rocky, like, come on, let's do it. Let's do it right now. And it was kind of crazy. 
but that's another Chicago nigga though. It's just yeah. like it's Chicago niggas. We wild as far as like breaking into shit and just being big at it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That opportunity, man. Man, you know nigga, that was his first goddamn movie. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> ever. <laughs> he was just at a club and like like Sylvester like they. He just started talking to him like, yeah, no, I'll be working at the club. <laughs> hey, would you like to be in the movie or something? I don't know. What you gonna pay me, fool? What you gonna pay me, fool? <laughs> and this nigga became Mr. T with 15 chains on a mohawk. He had his own cereal. He had a fucking Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah. That was one of the most famous niggas ever. He cleaned up, bro. Yeah. And was a good dude doing it. He, he was, was like, everybody was scared of me. He was like, man, respect your mama. I was like, all right, shit. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk back to your mama. Yeah, no, you do it. <laughs> he got a whole song about that shit. About mm-hmm. your mama. It's a weird ass rap song. That's what they OG. This is goddamn T. Now, what what from I mean, you on power now. Mm-hmm. Like what else are you looking to do, man? Like what do you do you want to do more films? Is it a specific films you wanna do? Like what what is other what do you see in your trajectory for next what you wanna do? Uh definitely films, man. I wanna do I wanna be a movie star, bro. Like T V is cool. You know, they all the saying that I've always told myself is movies make you famous, T V make you rich. Mm. And, you know? And that's what people been telling me that coming up in the game for a long time and and cool. I just I wanna do films and, and the and the things that people can really like. Cause I feel like TV's so niche. It's like a very niche market. Like you either like this show or you don't. You a fan of this show or you not. So I feel like it leaves a lot of unseen eyes on performances sometimes. But I feel like movies transcend a little bit better. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like It's a little bit more global. You got the opportunity to have more eyes on you from the jump, I think, with the whole studio behind you as far as the movie because they, they kind of cater movies more to a wider audience than they do specific TV shows. It's just like, this could be a football show. This could be a gangster show. This could be a cop show. You know, it's niche. So I feel like with movies, more people can see my performance and then I can just keep booking like that. But I also want to um, direct and write, bro. Like, mm. I create and produce. Like, I got my production company, 630 Entertainment. That's my production company. And I'm working on, like, some foundations and, like, nonprofits and shit that I'm trying to do. Like, I got this whole thing with one of my pilots that I wrote that I'm just turning into a thing. Like, it's, it's going to be a thing. Like, I'm going <laughs> to make this shit... In my head, I'm going to make this shit like how everybody knows they want to go to like that Rock Nation brunch or they want to be at that macro party during the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, my shit, I got Blackters. That's the name of the pilot that I wrote. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I got that word. I trademarked the word and I got the merch, all of that shit. That's mm-hmm. me. So, like, I want, like, I'm going to have, like, a foundation. Like, the Blackters is, like, coalition, like, a whole thing of just, like, black entrepreneurials and, and, and entertainers and creatives and shit like that. And I want... All type of things to happen. I'm trying to really shake the shit up, bro. I want, like, the Blackters Fund for, like, I talked about how me and Mike be really the only ones who have worked since Harbaugh. Like, if if things like the Blackters Fund were in place, I could have actors like me and you who are doing better than them. We keep more black actors acting as opposed to real life taking over and they decide, oh, I can't do this because I got to go do this or I had three kids and I got to put food on the table today so right. I can't go to this audition. Nah, the Blackters Fund is taking money out of some of our checks or we donating portions of our checks to this fund. Now you need your rent paid. Send us your thing. We'll talk to your leasing office. That's interesting. We pay, yeah. We'll pay. pay your rent for it. I ain't going to just blindly send you a $5,000 well, check. Well, that's supposed to be what the SAG shit is. Hmm. Like yeah. One of the 
parts of SAG or yeah. whatever part that is. But, but, you, I, but I if you don't do know, that. they don't. But they don't really talk about. They it. don't talk about that. Like, yeah, we'll send you. We'll send you a stipend to get you some groceries, bro. Like, if you don't meet that tier, because I remember at one point in time, I would look at that tier list for health insurance and be like, bro, I'm not gonna make that this year to qualify for that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, like, so let's lower the tier so more actors and people of color can qualify for shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, you know, most people don't talk about that. Like, it's so interesting, right? Like, with me, I give you a perfect example. With me, sometimes I don't even know what that is, right? Just because, like, I from when I came in here it was just already what it what it is. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And so, like, until I start, I think till like the uh, pandemic happened, and I saw some of my friends really having tough times. I'm like, damn, I ain't really like, no, I don't even qualify for this no more. I'm like, yeah. oh shit, that's a thing. Yeah, mm. bro, there's, there's them tears, bro. So it's like mm. it need to, like, lower it so maybe, like, instead of this amount of money per year you got to make, no, nah, as long as you did at least two, three guest stars in a calendar year. That's what it should be You about. qualify. Yeah. Because that's fucked up. Just because it might not have been a top of show guest star, they might have just been a guest star. Well, they're changing the budgets on a lot of this shit, too. So I yeah, think they are. That, that I, like, which is why, look, we might see, you know, the writer's strike is about to happen. Yes, yeah, so I know. Uh, and, <laughs> and, and you know, I think other strikes are coming because there's starting to be a lot of conversations about things. And I'm just telling somebody this: it's, it's tough when you in all these different guilds, right? And it's like, oh, you're the producers' guild, you're in this guild, and it's like, damn, they have the meetings to help these motherfuckers. But it, we, I'm a part of that shit too. It, it, it's just fucking scary because I think the like the writers, for instance, you know. All of us knew this was coming because they still never compensated for the streaming. They're not being honest about these streaming numbers. Yeah, no, hmm. they're not. And so because of that shit, it's like it's just. But they'll never, they'll never well, be honest get, about it. Well, because that's they like, better figure out something. The, the, they the, better. They, that is what that is truly what this strike what this is, shit about. is about. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. This one, this one uh, writer wrote a movie. Residuals and pay wasn't good. He saw Netflix pick that movie up and had it on the platform, and it was killing it on Netflix. He thought he would see a difference in them residual checks when he went to the mailbox, and he said, "I saw no difference." Mm. And so imagine <laughs> him. And he went up. Imagine him times four hundred. Right. Right. Yeah. Because that's what's happened. If it was just one, like no, it's happening to, and, and once again, it's tough, especially if you if you're in all parts of that shit, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, damn, man. Like, but the strike has to happen. Like, it has to happen. Yeah. Unless they agree to something beforehand, but it's like... Quick. You know, these conversations have been happening for the last few years. Like, the first time the strike happened, that... People saw this coming. They just downplayed that shit. And then the pandemic happened. Mm-hmm. When was the last strike? It was right before that it's shit. A couple years, years couple ago. Years, yeah, a couple years before that. Okay. But yeah. it was always... It, but it wasn't, like, a big agreement, neither. Because when I had my show... It was another strike after that. Well, like a, it wasn't even long, but it was long enough. And that's when I like had to have a really conversation with my my agents that the way they were packaging things mm-hmm. and not telling you certain shit. And motherfuckers was getting points from shit, and you didn't even know that shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so much underhanded shit going on. And so I think now <laughs> this is the time where people are speaking up like, wait a minute, motherfucker. Uh, yeah. You did what? Right. <laughs> Without yeah. asking me, exactly, bro, and that's how it be. And and I, I I get why the writers are striking. It's just you know, somebody is gonna be a bystander <laughs> of the strike. If the directors were to strike, the actors were to strike, somebody, 
Gonna, you gonna, we gonna but it has to happen, standards. though. It, it has, has to happen, happen. because what they're asking for is is fair. Like, they just feel like there's no way that mid-level writers on a TV show, they should be able to make a living just by doing that and that alone. Shit, and mid-level, high-level, low-level, any, any fucking level. I mean, yeah. a lot of stuff has to change, and, and, and that's why even with this strike, it's not just what we read and that's the demands of things. Like, even some of the hiring process of this. I, I remember, like, hiring writers for a show and shit like that, and it's weird as ranking system that's been right. since I don't know when they started doing that shit and it doesn't make fucking sense if I want these writers for my show it's my show that's who I want to hire right you're gonna tell me well they're not because of like what the fuck you talking about this nigga ain't never wrote for a black show right <laughs> A black character, so I should trust that shit just right. because of what they're. Yeah. Oh, you gave them a deal, and now I gotta force it. Like, get the fuck out of here. Right. You gave them that overall. Yeah. Thing, and so, got so I gotta hire this. Why? Why I gotta hire him? <laughs> we promised them a project in the fall. Right, right. Because you in this room with some weird motherfuckers know shit about them. Promised them a fall project. But that's what I'm saying. But it is very, you know, I, I think it's important. I, and look, I think it's coming for. I think SAC is gonna have to do it too, because once again. These new deals they're giving us, especially for these movies, ooh, it's just tricky now, man. It, you know, first it was explained that now everything is pretty much going to go streaming, but now the box office is back. Yeah, box office is back. It's coming back. It is. And then now it's just weird, because at one time they were just throwing shit on streamers and didn't tell nobody. Yeah. Hmm. And now, but now with, with box office coming back, it's opening up those movies. Like, a lot of these movies, I think, won't get made that was getting made in the pandemic. If box office comes back, because you can you can make those non like A list celebrities or non big action movies, and put them on like Netflix and give it like three months, hope it catch on, or make a TV show, yeah, hope see, it catch on, but nope, not in the movie theater. Nobody want to hope anymore. Yeah. To be honest with you, it's like hmm. they're, they're actually getting tighter about the budgets. They're tighter about everything. They're they're they've rushed a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had to do shit where I probably had a week off from each project, and it's the same studio. Mm. I'm like, damn, y'all niggas don't give a fuck like that. You know, everybody just want to get their shit made, which is okay because, you know, everybody want to get their money back. But I always think about these studios and everything have made kajillion dollars for a long time. Like, y'all ain't really took no real L's. Hmm. Um, but, I mean, we watch even with the superhero stuff. It's just, this is a very interesting time. Like, uh, what's, I think now the crowd and you're forced to do shit that's good. Yeah. You just can't just do some location like okay, let's just throw it in the theaters. No, yeah, it has no, to be gotta fucking do some good. good stuff. Even yeah. if it's film festivals, if it don't even, you know, it gotta be good. It's I don't give a fuck if you're a list. Be like we're proving right now, it's not even about that. It has to be fucking good. And if it's good, because it'll catch on. It. Yeah, it'll catch mm-hmm. on if it's good. You're if right. it's good, you know. So it, it, you know, I don't know. I, I, I'm excited about a lot of stuff, but at the same time, I'm also glad that people are fighting to make things better because. Um, shit just gotta be good. I think that's why I'm proud of a lot of the black content we see so far this year. It's been some good shit. Yeah. It's been some good shit. And hopefully we don't get discouraged when we don't get honored like we do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and just keep making dope shit. Cause there's a lot of dope shit still coming. Oh, we gotta get we gotta get you one of these movies with me, Playboy. Come yes, on. sir. Let's, yes, sir. Let, let's do it. One of them, come on now. I know you getting we talking about points. You got some points. Yeah, I got a lot of shit. You gonna get us in one of the movies. <laughs> <I got> points. <laughs> that's crazy. I get you in the movie. We talk about like at least a decent part. Oh, uh, <laughs> I, can you, I can get you in. Wayne, we're talking about lines. Go ahead, walk past Wayne. It's my boy Wayne. Love you, walk past. 
Yeah, you get Wayne to walk past. Okay. You'll see. I thought you were just talking about Wayne to crack. Oh, no, I said, I think it's just walk past. Let's sit next to me somewhere in the scene. That's messed up. You said you want to be in it. Y'all right. crazy. <laughs> cool. Y'all for sure. Hey, man, I'm proud of you, man. You killing this shit. I mean, also, like, too, real quick, like, the brotherhood of this shit is. Like, we was all at an um, event not too long ago uh, uh, with uh, Robin's uh, launch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And man, just you know, we talking about Chris Power, the Snowfall guys. We were just hanging out, laughing. We walked to the to the dime from the place. Oh yeah, we sure did. <laughs> like we a did bunch of teenagers. Like, what the yeah. fuck are we doing? Like, <laughs> doing? like we not on TV. <laughs> we just walking down the street to the dime. Yeah, <laughs> laughing. You should cackling. Yeah. Uh, but that, but that's what that's what I like about this show. I think I think that's one of the things I enjoy watching all these different people rise to where they are. It's just it's just a good group, man. That's excited for each other, celebrating each other. Even at that party, brothers was just, just celebrating each other, man, showing love, man. Mm -hmm. I'm a fan. I watch every fucking thing. I watch literally. That's how I am. Everything. Like, bro, I had to hit you about Poker Face. That Poker Face episode was fire. (laughs) I I hit that, and I'll never hit him. I'm like, nah, wait a minute, man. (laughs) This shit was good, and I didn't expect it. I was like, I didn't know what to expect with Peacock Mm. and and NBC, because it's just NBC, so I'm thinking it's like, like Cookie Chicago Cook. PD, Chicago Fire yeah, yeah, type yeah. shit. But I'm watching it. I'm like, no, nah, this ain't this ain't that. This is a show show. This is one of them real shows. <laughs> Man, they, they did that shit. Oh, it's like every episode was a movie. Yeah, and that's so what like, it was. I never knew what the other episodes was about. Only They only showed me my shit. And so like, to I watched the series. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, it's a good ass series. Yeah, I like. I'm it. on this good ass show, bro. That shit was uh, so good. I, I definitely hit him. I'm like, yeah, no, nah, you snapped. He tapped, threw the accent on oh, everything. Shit. That shit was hard. I was like, no, nah, that's good, bro. I'm like you. I watch everything, bro. It's like, real. You don't have to do the accent. No, nah, I'm gonna do it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I want to, motherfucker. <laughs> it worked. It played. That was a good call. Yeah. It was a, it, but it was a fun show to do. Like Ryan Johnson, Natasha Leon. She's so. She's so good and so dope. So I mean, you know how it is, man. Like yeah. it's, it's, I just like working with good people, man. Yeah, for a fact, that was. We fine. doing what we in together? Oh, well, I guess I guess we can't say that. The cartoon. Oh, can we say it? I don't know. Don't say it. I don't think so. No, I'm just not say it then. Oh, but yeah, be on the lookout for an animation cartoon that uh, yeah. we both participated. We really can't say. Okay, no, I ain't seen. I don't, I don't, don't even say. I yeah, me either. Yeah, so. no you reason to say, say it. About any congrats, of though, guys. Yeah, 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 can't yeah. let you say. It. <laughs> Let's say congrats, though, guys. <laughs> Keep doing y'all thing. God oh, damn, man, Chris, it was an honor and pleasure having you today, man. Love, bro, nothing but. I appreciate you. Keep killing it, bro. You yes, got, sir. Man, you, yo, you guys, just be on like Chris is dope, man. Uh, Chicago always do it big. We've been out here taking over Hollywood. What? <laughs> anyway, this has been another great episode of Keep It Real with Young Wayne. With our special guest, Chris Lawson. Y'all ready? Peace out. That was a headgum podcast.